Bring it in, pimps and players. Why don't you come on down and share an epic bro fist at the Can't Commit podcast with Amin and Neb. Welcome back. I'm Amin. I'm joined with, of course, you know him, Neb. And then with me today, I have uh, two of our really, really old good friends. We have Ian, who you might recognize his voice. I am the best. Not really. Okay. All right, yeah, I'm pulling. I'm pulling out of that one, man. <laughs> you started hitting that long note, and then we got, really <laughs> and then we got, uh, we got Chibi K. Hey. All right, there you go. That's that's the best way for him to introduce himself, honestly. Uh, so these two guys have been our friends for eight, seven years. That, yeah, for me at least, it's been like a. For consistency's sake, it's been like seven, There's I'd say, seven years. Parts. You've known Ian since I've known Ian school. and you since, like, elementary school. She became down the line, but then he was such a great person that it's like, you know. Time passed a lot faster. Doesn't get much better than me, really. Speak up, Ian. You, did, you just have to slide it. Just oh, I know. Uh, Amin is, uh, when he was, when we were kids, Amin was like that anime rival who was always his enemy and that he becomes friends later on oh literally, great, yeah. yeah literally the, the the whole reason we ever debated in middle school is because i liked one piece and they liked naruto mm-hmm. and it was like <laughs> i liked naruto too but i was just like no dude one piece is better and then we just it was stupid we always hated each other. <laughs> dude it's so stupid we when you think about it, about it i met i met ian in a very similar is. way because i just heard Whereas ian talking like about godzilla and I just said, hmm, let me start a fight real quick. So I just turned around. I was like, man, Godzilla God. fucking sucks. <laughs> and then I figured out he was a Trekkie. And I told him that the, the uh, new films were the best thing that Star Trek ever had. And he got furious. <laughs> Ian still gets mad when I tell Mothra is the best Godzilla monster. All right. You suck. <laughs> all right, all right. But, like, you know it's but um. Godzilla sucks. We all know that, right? Yeah, actually, you're like, right, actually. Right, yeah, Ian's more of Ian kind of like Neb. He's more of like background way. voice. So you're, but he talks so loud that you'll think he probably has a mic. He does. Um, <laughs> but with really with Chibi K, Chibi K, we reason I have more honestly the the real guest is Chibi K. Sorry, Ian, but the real guest is Chibi K. Simply because I want to talk to him kind of about um, he's a, he's a fellow he's a fellow FGC uh, enthusiast, you know. My man uh, yeah. loves himself some. Uh, what, what's that game that you play? Some good old Kessen. Yeah, Tekken. I think I saw uh, like Tetsunoko versus Capcom. Oh God, <laughs> that's an old one. Fighting herds. Is that the one? Them's oh. fighting herds. Is it fighting herds. <laughs> yeah, them's fighting herds. It's a joke of them's fighting words, but with <laughs> animals. I'm gonna take a sip of my drink. Wait, 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 wait. What, what, <laughs> what is your rank though in Tekken? Like, what makes you qualified as a player? What is why should we get your opinion in Tekken, huh? Well, um, I watch a lot of tournaments, first of all. I follow I follow what's popular and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I play quite a good uh, amount of uh, of ranked online. You know, I'm, I'm Fujin rank. You know, it's no Tekken God Prime, but, you know. You're getting there, though. You know, it's, You're always it's grinding. A, it's not half bad. All right, so you, by the way, just quick side note. We are also recording this for the first time outside. Um, so if you hear, you know, if you hear the little crickets, if you hear the little AC unit in the background, uh, just know that's kind of why. It's yeah. A nice, it's a nice chill night tonight, around uh, 70 degrees, 80 or so. After being in, like, c- 
quarantined for like months i really can't sit in my basement anymore so the idea of recording in my basement was just like good lord like let's get outside man just just ignore the homeless man in the background he just comes here for a nap like every other night you know, I know. He'll, he'll leave by 3 a.m he got know. really excited when we asked him to be our narrator He's yeah like, you know we asked him if he wanted to be on the podcast <laughs> sitting back there with his trulies and burger king bags yes. <laughs> <laughs> no. I haven't shaved in a while, too, so it makes sense. It's okay, buddy. Regardless, but back to... Back to, uh, but, I mean, so, how would you say the meta is? One of the biggest questions I actually have for you, Chibi K, is, well, first off, when did you start playing... When did you actually, like, start playing Tekken, uh, I'd call it semi-competitively, because you go to tournaments when you can, but your work schedule is so busy that you just, like, usually don't a lot of the time. But I do know that you are pretty active. So, um... When I first got Tekken 7, I got it as soon as it came out on consoles, you know. Just a party game, you know. i play with the homies, you know. We'd all come over and play some Tekken. But um, when I started playing King, you know, I wanted to actually learn how to do, like, the combos and stuff, you know. Just, you know, really mess my friends up when they came over. And then, you know, I just I just spiraled down the rabbit hole from there, started playing ranked. I think that's kind of, like, how most, like, people start competitive. They just want to be, like, the best of their friends, and then after a while... Mm-hmm. Kind of just like grows into a I want to be best than and then, this you random know, stranger. After a few months, I got a fight stick because you know I wanted to see what it was like to play on that. And then after about a year of playing, I decided I was gonna see how well things went if I went to a tournament. I went to a few tournaments, you know, one every once in a while. I remember once I drove in a fucking blizzard to get to Dude, a tournament. I-, I always like to say this to really? people: if you haven't, yeah, no, if you haven't driven through shitty ass weather to get to a tournament. You haven't truly competed yet because I've carpooled multiple like players from out of state through a blizzard to a tournament and then took those players to the airport in that blizzard just because it was like I offered and that I offered before the blizzard. If you really haven't took driven place. an hour to get O and two in bracket, you know, are oh, we, you really we, a fighting game bro, player? Bro, we don't ever go O and two after the blizzard run. We got too much power after the <laughs> blizzard run. Yeah, but other people also have the power from the blizzard run. Not as much power as me, but <laughs> like, what? What if you drove an hour, and, and you got that power 02? up, and then someone else drove drove from like Fort Collins, t- from like Fort Collins or like Grand Junction? They got a way bigger power up. In a blizzard, and the bad players crashed and died, and you were the only good player there. Then I'd win. It's like that. It's like that joke. It's like that joke where it's like. <laughs> it's actually a great point. <laughs> it's like I that joke, that. bro. I saw I saw a post online, especially with like recent news about Smash and stuff, where it was like. When you, like, place 12th at a tournament, but, like, the 11 people above you all get arrested. So you then win the tournament, and the dude just stands up and starts, like, popping off. And it's like, <laughs> with recent Twitter news, man, like, that's... <laughs> hey, man, a win's a win. I'm not a real what a dub. Magic player. That's right. That, that is one thing that I do think, Ian, you can comment on a lot. It's just kind of, like, formats of competition and stuff. Because you're not, you're not a casual player in everything you do. You do do competitive magic, and you are... You are a card player, so uh, is that the term for it? A card hey, player? What? It, what was your ranked in Hearthstone? Um, I was. Where'd you rank? I was ranked five. Rank five? Oh, almost there. Almost yeah, there. I'm what, not. I'm not. What's the legend? By any means. Legend, so. so it's the, it goes from uh, twenty to one. Oh wow. One is the highest. Damn, five is still good though, bro. That's five like. Five is good. Dude. Like I always like to. Ever since I started playing League, which was years ago, and we always would talk about ranked. It's 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 really easy to kind of like compare rankings using league system because i think league has a really good system for it so 
Like, because the difference is, like, player size. Because I was talking with another Smash player, Steam. Um, Colorado people know him. Uh, I think Brawl people out of state also know who Steam is. He was a really prominent Lucario during that time. Uh, but, and, like, it, it's always interesting when you have the size of the player base and then you have to shrink it for each ranking system. Because originally, you know, when I think of myself currently in Smash... I always thought of myself as like a silver player like you know I can't really win my look my big locals um, and like uh, don't worry I see you shaking your head Nev. I'll get to that I'll get to that so like I was always like oh like yeah I'm a I'm a uh, silver player you know I don't I, I place top eight sometimes sometimes I get third I win the occasional small tournament but I never win the big ones and I never get anywhere close to top 64 out of state or top 256 out of state right those ones are way beyond me, right? So I was talking with this to with Steam, who's a lot better at this like ranking system than me because he's a really good league player and a really good Smash player. And he stopped me and he was like, "Well, hold on to me." And he's like, "Now, where where are you getting this idea for the player base size from? Because you have to remind yourself that league counts the casual people that touch ranked as well, yep. right? And if you were gonna do that with Smash Ultimate, right, you have to look at the statistics. And he's like, statistically speaking, there's like eight million or something. There's way more probably. Like, number. there's a ridiculously huge size, right, for Smash players. And every like little baby that grabs the Joy Cons and hits online is ranked, technically, right? So he was like, you're not silver. I mean, anybody who can make, anybody who can not go O2 at a Sma a local Smash tournament, right? Like, for example, ours, ESF, or, or was, was, I mean, I don't know if it's going to start up again soon, uh, but <laughs> at that point, right, I'm, I can't remember what he said. I was like, am I, am I Masters? Grandmaster? I, I was about to call you a Plat player, but I don't know. Maybe Plat, maybe Plat, maybe it was Platinum, but like, but like, I was like Plat, or I think he even said, he said, he said Low Grand, or Low Masters. Low Masters. Low Masters, right? Diamonds, Which yeah. is like crazy high, in that my opinion, high. right? But then when you really think about it, right, he was like, if you really look at Challenger tier, Challenger tier is like 300 people in League or Challenger tier or something. And he was like, if you take that with something the PGR like and then you expand that to 300 people within North America, our number one player, Shu, and even probably Pink Menace, who's like second, they're probably like... Yeah, they're yeah. You pink, just, you ask, bro. Dude, Pink Menace is dude. Pink's insane at this game. Like he he pisses me off when I play some after them. Pink is second. See, like like That's Ian. My boyfriend. Yeah, Ian. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey my boyfriend. Uh, Calm down, guys. Let's be I mean, serious he here. He's my boyfriend. No, bro. No. Pink, dude. Pink's. When I heard him on the mic, I was like, this dude. Yeah, no wonder he a, wants to be a voice actor. He's so good at this. As a person who aspires to be a voice actor, I'm jealous of his voice. You need to. You know what, Ian? You need to get on. Um. Almost said casting couch. I'm sorry. You gotta hop on that casting couch. No, no. There's there's a website called Casting Call. I think. I know. I said casting couch. You know. I said I said casting couch, and Pink didn't know what that was. What? Yeah. Oh, Pink, you pure man. And literally everybody in the room when when he was like, "What's that?" We were like, "Are you, are you pure? What's going on?" Like, I've never even watched Casting Couch, and I know what it is. Like. Okay, you know what? Different topic, but like, regardless, you re regardless. Are a so, low so I like. Player. Well, I'm like a low grandmaster player, master player, or whatever. And then like Pink and Steam, I believe, were like high grandmasters, almost challenger. And then Shu is challenger, right? Or like low challenger, because he's like probably in like the 200 to 250 range or something of that. Um, and so when I thought of it in that perspective, I was always like, dude, that's that's like that's freaking crazy to think about, right? Because like. 
you go to league and it's like I'm ugh, bronze one, I'm bronze dropped down to bronze two like yesterday, dude. Because it's like, <laughs> yeah, dude. All the games that we've played, I, we were we lost. We lost like three in a row yesterday. So like we dropped. Oh well. <laughs> Demoted. Fuck that game, bro. Bro, yeah. league league was pissing me off. Um, but oh, that's for a, for a different purpose. That's why I don't like team based games. We already had that conversation oh. last last week. But I guess my question is for like. For you, Ian, specifically, I'm sorry, ChibiK. Don't worry. We'll talk extensively about Tekken. Oh, no, don't worry. I'm good. Does does Magic have a ranking system similar where you have the big dogs that are always top-aiding, winning tournaments? Like, what's going on with that? So when it comes to Magic tournaments, um, it's one of those things where um, local tournaments like Paper Magic, you're not going to have, like... um, so there's no ranking system like and the reason why that is is because well magic is a card game it's based off of somewhat luck now there's skill involved too yeah, and i mean I it's one of those things, but it's mostly it's luck. money it yeah money too it's yeah money, it's dude. money because yeah, well yeah. not actually not always ah. because um it depends on the format and it depends on what's good what's but best. tell me not if you are way more if you are like economically stable the game is just a lot easier, even if the meta no, deck isn't expensive. Even it's if the meta deck not. isn't expensive. You reason, tell me if I if I walked why. in with a deck with four black lotuses just chilling in there. Well, I mean, if you're a vintage player, then... I wouldn't have a pretty good chance of I winning. I mean, I will say this. You can draw bad hands in Magic. So, the point that I want to make is it really depends on the format. Because if you're playing Legacy or Vintage, like... There, there are legacy decks that cost like a hundred. So, just as as an idea for those who don't play Magic, like Vintage is like a ten to forty thousand dollar format. <laughs> Extremely that's expensive. Average price for that's yeah, crazy. average yeah, that for Vintage, but that's like no one plays Vintage, obviously because it's so expensive. The average for a legacy deck is like th- uh, two thousand, three thousand dollars. Yes. Well, it is. You can do a lot. Is the reason there's no ranking? I guess you know I'm not. The last card game I played was Yu-Gi-Oh back in 2005. But like, yeah, is it is it that like there's so many different formats that it doesn't allow for an accurate ranking system? No, it's not that. Um, So when there goes the AC, if y'all heard that. Yeah. Uh, So when it comes to formats like, um, like formats like standard money does not entirely matter. It does and it doesn't. So. The thing about standard is you have like um, certain decks that are very cheap to make because standard is like a format that like beginner players go into when they first join. Yeah, or commander. I mean, if they're su- super casual, but um, standard like you can make like a fifty dollar deck and get first in a tournament depending on the meta game because mono. Uh, for those of you who don't know, like mono red aggro is probably one of the easiest decks to make, we and you can. We don't know what win. that is. My man, yeah, my man's like, it's like I'm uh, like Ian. Yeah, Ian. I'm sorry. No, 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 no you don't know what that is. No, that's, I love when people actually get in depth on stuff like that because I imagine people who listen. If anybody who's just a layman listens, oh mean, yeah, and grow- Ned make a podcast, they don't play Smash and they're sitting down. And I'm sitting there with Pink, dude. I just it's just bullshit that like Wolf can throw out a goddamn yeah. plus frame F2 and then still be able to up Smash with it's an just, intangible. It's like, it's like no, you know what it is? That's actually a good comparison. What he just said is basically for beginners, all you have to do is just make a super aggro- aggressive deck and you'll be decent. Yeah. And that's I mean, the same with Smash, are, right? Yeah. You just Smash Ultimate, just aggression. You just pick Roy, and you just press buttons, right? <laughs> the, the, the Ghost Hunter himself. <laughs> the Ghost Hunter buttons. himself, Roy. 
it's even a phenomenon in Tekken, you know, like, you're in low ranks, you know, you just pick, like, uh, like, Zayu, you... <laughs> You just start AOP and all over the place and pushing uh, buttons. Okay, actually, I have a question in terms of uh, kind of that because I wanted to discuss. So I always like to think about different iterations of games, right? Today I was thinking like, so <laughs> little backstory on that. Today I w today I was pissed off. I was really mad, right? Because I sat down and it was like it was, it's a depressing thought to have, and it's just like one of my dumb like man like thought processes that go away after like 20 minutes right but like this one stick or stuck around because i was actively thinking my way through it because i was like oh that's interesting why do i think that right and the, the thought process i had was i was kind of i was kind of like i'm like depressed is a really dumb word um well for me because like people use it when they're just kind of in a slump as opposed to actual clinical depression which is like a legitimately serious thing um but so for me, I was, I, was, I was bummed. I was in a slump today because I was just getting my ass beat on, like, Smash Ultimate. And then I was like, man, dude, like, today's not my day. And then I went over to League and I got my ass beat in that game. And I was, like, sitting there, like, thinking for a while. And, like, I wasted my entire afternoon doing this, right? So uh, that, that, was the, that was when I missed your call, actually, is because I was, like, three games deep in League. And then I was four characters deep in Smash Ultimate because I was just like, maybe today's not a snake day. And I went to Pit and my, my Pit got pissed up. And then I was like, I'm gonna, Little Mac's always good, and then I got camped out by people online. Like, why would you? Whatever. It, it was so I was like sitting down, and I was really thinking, like, for as much time, like, well, so the way that I thought about it, right, is I was like, for as much time that I, that I put into, into Smash, you know, counting Smash Four, counting Brawl, counting PM, and for the amount of time that I put into League, right, it's kind of I've been really like, I've been bummed out and a little discouraged because. It, for the amount of time that I put into those games, I'm not seeing the output that I'd like, right? And clearly, you can always come down to a factor of I'm not practicing efficiently enough. I'm not doing my research or something, right? But it's like, I look, and I know, one, one of my biggest uh, recommendations for anybody who's trying to get into anything, literally anything, is don't look at the people around you. Because if they start progressing faster than you, you'll feel like shit. And it's like you shouldn't feel like shit because you're not them. So you should be kind of moving at your own speed and We're focusing. We're all pointing at Chibi right now. <laughs> Chibi Kate demolishing us in Tekken. We all Man. love Tekken. That's why. It's all 20,000 in the nation. Is that what it is? But um, what was I saying? So like you should never look at the people around you. You should only focus on yourself and really focus on your own improvement. But the thing that kind of is like making me mad is because I look around and I see people, right? And I'm going to I'm gonna name drop here. Oh, no, bro. I'm going to say pink, man. <laughs> But there's a reason. No, there's a reason. Pink's just... I, so here's the term, right? I don't want to use the term naturally good. Pink's has a really great way of thinking about things and he improving about things. Game. He thinks good because he thinks in situations and he thinks in interactions. Like how the and then, Terminator scans for things yeah, like... Flawed, exactly, right? But like, so what happens is like, Pink, Pink's the type of guy who like... And like, we saw it, right? Pink's like, oh yeah, he smashes fun. I like to play Samus. And then he ends up second in the state. And then it's like... Oh yeah, man. You know, league is fun. Maybe I'll dive back into it. And he's platinum now. Yeah, he's platinum yet. now, right? Yeah, wow. He's platinum within two months. I never so knew he was that good. that's the yeah, thing, right? Pink's that's just that's really that's good that's at games. That's and that's like, <laughs> I'll play, I'll play a first-person shooter with Pink, and Pink's just ending people. And I'm just like, man, I'm struggling to click head right I now. No, yeah, I mean, you just gotta do this. And like, the thing that, the thing that, like, and like I said, it's not, it's not, like I said, I, I don't try and compare myself to others, but it's like I put, I feel like I put as much time into the game as like my buddies, right? But I don't see that same output. And it got me thinking, because there was this debate 
online, right? And it's something I want to ask you guys about, and you can think of it within your own relative games. Oh, so, shit. like, because it's a factor that is in everything, right? It's the natural talent versus hard work argument, right? Does your brain, is, are people's brains more inclined to think a certain way that allows them to improve faster at certain things? Is it reaction time? Is it, is it just naturally being able to improve at something? Or versus the guy who puts in that 80-hour week, and he's bad at it at first, but he grinds, and he tries his hardest, and nothing's going to stop him from reaching the top. Can both those players reach the same peak? That's my question. I had the question in Tekken, right? The thing, so, like, because for me, right, I've just, I think, the f I've been playing Smash for, ooh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I knocked the mic. I've been playing Smash since... 2012 competitively. Since he was born, actually. 2012, not at all. <laughs> Came out of the booth 12. with a key. It was 12. I've been playing Smash competitively since 2012. <laughs> um, and I was an O2er in 2012, so you won't find any stream sets with me. Because <laughs> only the winners got to be on stream, right? Um, uh, so, and let me tell you this right now. So, 2012 was when I started playing. I had not officially won a tournament until 2020. In March, I won my first tournament. It was like, that was eight years, right? People, people, and then like, you know, and that was me grinding the game, right? Granted, granted, and I, this is kind of an excuse. It kind of, I, I, I dedicated the first five years of my actual serious competitiveness to playing a very low tier character. And then he ended up getting nerfed into bottom tier in the next game. So I had to relearn a completely new character, right? Which, in my opinion, slowed me down quite a bit. I, it's not like I... Wow, dude, I've been playing this character for five years and everything just works better now in the next game. You know, no, my, my character was still shit. So I was like, alright, fuck it, I want to win. So I'm going to grab Snake and I'm going to grab Cloud. And I'm going to try and play characters I enjoy who are also good. But it still took me two years of Ultimate being out just to squeak, squeak out a win at a tournament. And Grant, I didn't even... I'm going to tell you this right now. I didn't even have a good run at that tournament. Hmm. I beat one pr player. Granted, it was the first time I ever beat him, and it was a very convincing 2-0. But after I beat him, the rest of the bracket was just upsets. People were getting... People who beat me were losing to people that I beat. Hmm. And then bracket luck just kind of worked out, and I ended up winning. Huh. So it's like... Yes, I won a tournament and we take those, but it wasn't a satisfying win in my opinion because it wasn't an ESF. It wasn't the big 100-man. I've gotten close. The closest I've ever gotten to a 100-man tournament win was second place. But, like, I've never gotten first after that, right? And then I look over at League, and I'm, like, bronze one, struggling to get into silver, right? And it's... League has a lot of other factors because you have teammates and you have people who are like, Oh, God, I'm 0-2? I'm disconnecting peace, you know, and it's <laughs> and like there's so many factors in leagues, a lot fewer factors than in 1v1 games. But I feel like 100%, especially just in life, because I feel like it reflects life as well, which is, is such, such a corny thing to say. But I feel like I've always been kind of the hard worker. I've never felt naturally good at really anything I've ever done. I've always felt like I've grabbed something. I've been like, oh, this is decent. This is fun. And then I've really worked hard on it, and but I've only ever achieved mediocrity in it, you know? So it's like <laughs> I've only ever gotten, like, okay at it. But I want to know 
from your guys' opinions, do you guys see yourselves as natural talent versus hard work? Or do you guys and do you guys have any examples of people you'd see as natural talent versus hard work? I think preach, Pastor, preach. I think at the end of the day it's hard work that wins out over natural talent because no, I think that's like let's let's just think about like for example tech. Let's just think about for tech and all right. Let, like, let's say you're 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 hard at work. You know, you know you you're in the lab every day. You memorize all the frames. You know, don't do that by the way. If you're trying to get into tech and don't just sit down and memorize frames. Memorize all the frames. You know all your characters' punishes. You know all their optimal combos. Lab monsters. You, you, let's say you're a lab monster, right? You go up against someone with like some crazy fast reaction time, like hundred millisecond reaction time, like. Like, you whiff a jab, and he instantly punishes it. You know, that kind of stuff. At the end of the day, you're still going to win that fight because you're going to know what to punish with. You're not going to make as many mistakes. And situational awareness is such a big thing in tech, and especially against, like, characters like Yoshimitsu, you know, Zayu, stuff like that. Scrambles are going to happen. You're going to come out on top because you're aware of what's happening. You know, like, I think... In a situation where two people are equally as knowledgeable, natural talent is the edge. Natural talent's like an edge, but natural talent alone isn't going to get you further than like practice and knowledge. So I guess the question then is, would um, when you have because the the th- the hard question and the reason why people debate this so often is because natural talent could mean a lot of things right like and granted i just want to put this out there i'm not saying pink doesn't work hard he definitely does because you can just ask him a question and he'll talk about how he practiced stuff like i've i've seen him practice certain like he'll sit down and he'll be like like just crack it open bro no oh i thought you were i thought you were trying to you're trying to grab a drink. Just grab one, bro. <laughs> Don't worry, you're not interrupting anything. Um, but uh, the the um, because I see Pink Pack practice, and Pink's not somebody who just sits on his ass and goes, "I guess I'm just naturally good." He's somebody who sits down and is like, "I wonder if that would work," and then he goes and he practices it, right? So clearly, he works hard, right? But one thing that I do always like think about is it's like people are just built different. <laughs> it's uh, I'm built different. No, but like people are built different mentally, in my opinion, right? No, no like you can have like when me and Pink watch a smash set, and we see the opponent jump, me and him are thinking two very different things. In my opinion, I'm like, oh god, dude, his jump, so he's gonna land with an aerial that's probably lagless, so I should probably shield this. Uh, but if I don't parry this, then he's probably going to get some free extra shield pressure off of this. So this is just a bad scenario for me. And Pink's just like, oh, that's perfect. He put himself in a hard spot because he can't, he has to aerial or he has to fast fall, which means that if I approach the ground, he's forced to back up or else I get to hit him with like some free like up smash or fair or something. And and that, or if he does try and come down aggressively when an attack, I can parry it and scare him off from doing any more aerials, right? Like, he just thinks differently, and it's like a more confident, like, I know what's happening in the game thought process, as opposed to my pessimistic, oh man, this dumb shit's gonna happen because I hate the way this game plays. Like, but, but I mean, 
That sounds like situational awareness to me. Yeah, no, that's what I mean, though. Like, it's like, like you, you, you can, can change that, that mindset well, through exactly. practice. No, exactly. That, that's what I'm saying, though. That's the crazy thing about natural versus, like, like hard work. It's, ev- it's, all, it's all debatable because, in my opinion, I think hard work wins, personally. Uh, you can, I, 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 it's the classic, like, man born, born into, like, not that much who, like, achieves wealth through just simply trying his best and pushing himself and trying to achieve versus the guy who was born with a silver spoon in his mouth and people just gave him everything and now he's successful. Granted, the world works a little differently than fighting games, <laughs> than yeah. video games, uh, so that doesn't always happen. But I do, I do think that hard work wins overall and, like, but it, it's de- I feel like natural talent gives edges on on efficiency of practice, you know? Mm-hmm. Like people tend I think people who are naturally good at the game practice practice is better with for them mm-hmm. than the person who just grinds cuz like a dude will smack their head into a like you know, it's like a dude will smack his face into a wall a bajillion times and eventually that wall's going to crack. But then the guy next to him will be like, well, if I put this nail right here, right in this structurally weak spot, and I smack the nail, it'll break the wall instantly, right? And it's like, oh, wow, well, you, like, yeah, the hard work worked, but that was way more efficient, you know? It's a bad example, but. You lost me at the. At the smacking of the head, bro. Okay, I'm fucking no, no, it's okay. You're oh, good. You're oh. good. It was just a joke. It was just a joke. I get it. It's just it was it it was it just felt like it went to a complete <laughs> different tangent out of nowhere. Regardless, Chibi, I want to get back on what you were talking about on uh, the the Tekken because like I think comparing Tekken to League is not really a no, good no, idea. No, I, I was trying more trying to compare it to Smash, but the problem is you can't also because they're Smash just, has a lot of RNG though. Smash has well, yeah. Smash wasn't game. Smash wasn't designed. It's not a fighting game. Like, like I've always said, man. Tekken is a situation happens it's and a the devs nod. Man's game. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. A situation happens and the devs nod, and then in Smash, a situation happens and the devs shrug. It's like, <laughs> like that's the biggest difference between Smash. So, uh, tell, you practice. What, what is your practice like regimen? Like, how does it go? So, one hundred push-ups. So, uh, banana. <laughs> on average, uh, I'll log on to Tekken every once in a while, even when I don't feel like uh, like hopping on and playing matches. And initially, you know, you start with labbing some combos to warm up, right? And then, if I feel like there's a certain character I'm struggling with or struggling to fight against, I'll load up that character. I go through their whole move list and I find the ones that were, you know, fucking me up the most. And I figure out how I can deal with that. Like, oh, uh, this string, I can jab in between this hit right here. Or I can sidestep this this move to the right. Or, oh, that move's minus 13. So, I can punish so wait, it with so that. Basically, uh, you have a good understanding of your character and when you can use your moves for certain like situations yeah. and you would use the other character that you're having troubles against to try to look for the open uh, like frames that you can go in using a specific move that you know. Right? Oh, of course. So the most important thing. Your character the most. That's the most important thing. So you ha- the ditto is the most dangerous. You have to understand your character to the point where when you're playing the game and you know your character is on the screen, your opponent's character is on the screen, you don't have to look at your character. You just push the buttons and you know what moves your character is doing. You're focused on your opponent's character. You got, oh, yeah, no, that, that's the level of understanding you got to reach if you want to like play fighting games competitively. 
you just got to understand your character's spacing and what kind of space they occupy where they're at on the screen. If you uh, there's a there's a videos of like pros playing like games and they have like they have this program running that's like an eye tracker. Mm-hmm. And you'll notice they'll almost never look at their own character unless something weird happens. Their their eyes will always be like right in front of their opponent because they're focusing on what their opponent's doing. And then, like, let's say something weird happens, they'll flash over to their character and then they'll look back. It's like, you're almost never, yeah, in, in fighting games, you should never be looking at your own character. Because everything should be, me- should be muscle memory at that point. Mm-hmm. Oh, did I just see them jab? Then I just need to, I just need I to input this combo. It it's like... I didn't know that too. That's why I'm so bad at fighting games. <laughs> well, well, I mean, you guys lack, lack the experience. When you've, when you've played a character, like, Ian, like, the best way I think about, like, for example, write cards, right? Yeah. You can, I guarantee you, you've played Magic so long that you draw a card and you instantly, you see that card and you're instantly how, like, oh, How I often do, do like you these. read the text at this point, Ian? Um, I mean, Magic is a very, oh, very, very, very text oriented. Yeah, but like when you draw something like a. Uh, in uh, your deck, not anybody else's, just your deck specifically. You don't you pull something and you go like. Still... Okay, I already know I can do like three different things with this. When so... you draw like. When, when you draw like a. Uh, like, uh, what's a card used a lot? When you draw, like, Narset or something, how often do you read the text? So, magic is very complicated in the sense that it is very, very rulings-based, so... Yeah, but but that's, like, when it comes to, like, interaction with multiple cards, right? It's yeah. not like every single time you draw... Uh, what's, what's that What's that uh, card that lets you uh, well, look for a card in your deck? What, what's it called? There, The reason why I still have to read text is because... The words sometimes really matter because <laughs> if if there is like a semicolon in the in a certain place, it can make all the difference. It's all how it's worded. That is true. That is true. But like, let's say you're drawing. Uh, what's what's the card that allows you to search your deck for a card and you put it on top? What, what's it called? Uh, there's a it, lot. It's, of it's those. a black. It's a black <laughs> card. Um, I think vampiric tutor does yeah. that. Let's let's say you draw a tutor. Let's say you draw a vampiric tutor. You're just gonna play Vampiric Tour, aren't you? You're not gonna stop, read the card. You're gonna look. You're right. gonna look at your opponents. You're gonna look at your opponent's side. You're gonna look at uh, well, how much mana they have. There's and then you're a just lot of play cards Tudor, that I. Aren't you? There's a lot of cards that even as much as I've played Magic, I still have. Yeah, but that's because they have weird like me, wording me, or something. Wait, 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 wait. Before, okay, wait. I'll let you guys finish that, and okay. then I do want to ask Ian because card games are so much different than fighting oh, games that I want to ask like what's what's what your position on the natural talent versus hard work debate okay but wait, that wait. game is so RNG based that it's like I, I, I want what I want I, I wanted to jump on what he was mentioning earlier yeah I um th- it's very text-based like magic wise because like you c- you don't have every interaction of every card memorized you have a good majority of a good amount of them yeah. but it's to the point where you have to look at each other's wording and see like which one has priority and all that stuff yep. and then if things the wording is a little weird that's when you got to call a judge yep. but you do memorize like if you pick up a card you see the combos instantly in your hand yep. and in your deck that's yeah. that's basically like so, you don't have to read the text right and getting into the uh, hard work versus natural talent I I don't think that there is really anybody who is naturally good at card games. I mean, you have people who get them better, like you have people who know that drawing cards is more important, you have people who understand why this is important, but you don't have anybody who naturally is just good at card games. Have you... 
then then I then I'll just to kind of keep that debate because I love I love I love this topic I love the yeah. topic of hard work versus like um versus natural talent but like but don't you haven't you ever here's an example have you ever like saw somebody right who's like oh yeah dude this is my uh this is my first uh this is my first tournament or yeah this is my like second tournament right and you're like oh really yeah dude I just made this deck yesterday I think it's good I don't know I had a friend help me with it right. But then, like, they're throwing out stuff, and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, this, this, yeah, this, this, the, this. And then you're just like, wow, that's like. Floor, the skill floor is so low, though. Really? In the game, yeah. And, the, and so, the ceiling is pretty low, too. You can't so really... the thing is, the reason why is because if I were to go, hey, Amin, I ha- per- here's Legacy Ad Nauseam. I want you to play it. You are not going to understand how, because just so you, just for the people in the audience, Legacy Ad Nauseam is a very, very complicated deck, at least for, in my personal opinion, if you were to like hand somebody it and just, because it's a legacy deck and it's like, essentially you're supposed to win turn one and there's a bunch of stuff you have to what? do. Yes. Welcome to Magic. Yeah. Well, I mean, there, there are, there's like, a reason why, because legacy is such a complicated this is like, format. Like, like Yu-Gi-Oh now, or like I was talking to one of my buddies, no, I was talking to one of my buddies yesterday, um, cause he used to play Yu-Gi-Oh a lot. And I asked him, I was like, how's the meta for that going right now, bro? And he was like, dude, it sucks. It's it's coin flips. You walk in, you, you sit down, you pull out your deck, you coin flip. Oh, the other guy won. All right, he sets up his stuff. You can't you can't play anymore. You're done. It's like I was like, what? I, I don't know. I don't know if that's still true about Yu-Gi-Oh's metagame, but it was at one point. But um, the reason why that's fair in Legacy is because there are ways around it because you have counter spells essentially, which negate certain things is the best way I can put it. So basically, like you have cards like, um, for example, Force of Will, where like if somebody does something, you can counter it and they and that effect dissolves or that card dissolves essentially just the best way i can put it to you um but ultimately i i guess back to the main point no because you still have to know how magic works in order to play because like you know you have to understand fundamentally like there are a lot of things that are important in magic like but nobody is naturally going to know like what to do and yeah, and it is. I mean, anybody can be a good magic player, honestly, and it's it's really all based on hard work. I mean, you have people Yeah, and I mean the reason I say that, yes, I know what you're gonna say is because it it's not. It's it's not always it's I mean, I'm just I'm just gonna be honest. Money Money does <laughs> money does make a difference, but it's not always what Wait, makes it. It is not. It is not. Wait, bro. It is not. Bro, I like. Played enough tournaments. It is. Granted, granted, Ian, Ian, granted, granted. You have to put in a hard day's work at your job to make the money to buy the deck, so it is hard work. Wait, wait, wait. So Ian. I'm not saying, uh, just, just I'm one not question, saying like you just pick up you just pick up decks for free. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying like you can be a good magic player. And you know, of course people are gonna roll their eyes and say, like, yeah, for a hundred dollars, but I have I have lost to children. I have. I have lost to children RNG. who have built yeah, and I'm saying like it's not just based off of RNG sometimes, like yes luck does make up i would say 70 percent of the game but 30 percent of the game is skill based yeah. because you have to understand how the game works it's so ian okay we can keep bringing up money but so i'm ian, telling you it's not always so true ian, in that case 
do you think someone could win a tournament with a $35 pre-built deck? Absolutely. You think that's possible? I mean, not pre-made, but if you were to... No, but I'm talking about like one of those those packs they they, they sell at like Target. Well, yeah, if I was to buy oh, one no. of those, you think... Like, I'm not, I'm not going to say like, oh yeah, I bought this Challenger. I mean, but they do have Challenger decks for standard, which are like $30. And they're actually that's, good decks, that's but... That's a YouTube video. Like, anyway, like, anyway. Said, I win a tournament using a $30. I actually like that, but and I'm like sure it exists, but... I'm I'm just gonna say that, and it all depends on the format. Like, if you were to go into modern with like a standard deck, you, yeah. Well, nowadays it's very different because standard. Well, aside from the bannings, anyway, um, it really depends because like it is a luck-based game. Like, I have lost to decks that cost like fifty dollars, and it's because you know what, Lightning Bolt is such a powerful card. It just is. I'm just saying. No, no, you're good. You're you good. You're disagree, good. No, 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 no. Excuse I'm me. Saying, it's true. It's I, 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 listen. I'm just gonna say. Deep into I'm gonna, it. We're, I'm, getting, I'm, we're, we're getting like into like card design anyway, at this point. I was, I was about to. Wait. I was about to say like. Um, that's the. That's, we made it about money. We need this. We need this. True. This episode's gonna need like. <laughs> we're gonna need like a like director's cut version where like. Somebody sits down the and like, they pause, cut. pauses, like, yeah, pauses the, well, not director's cut, sorry, <laughs> director's commentary. <laughs> we need a director's commentary version where it's like you pause it and it's like, right here, um, Ian mentioned Lightning Bolt. And then it just gives a whole history of that card. Just we're so we're gonna need like a, going on. a video Joker, like, who killed Captain Alex? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> uh, but what, what, your last question I have for you, Ian, about cards, and then we're gonna head back to. Um, more familiar ground in the yeah. digital realm. Um, <laughs> you just said like, like, so it's it's all about building, it's all about meta, and a lot of it's about luck of the draw, right? So, so wait, so here's my question. At at with all this in mind, right? Because yep. in my peon brain, when I hear the term, when I hear the sentence, I legit lost to a kid because of RNG and because of builds. To me, that sounds like an incredibly inconsistent game, <laughs> and that's so I wanna, cause like if you go to a Smash tournament, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, right? That sounds like an incredibly inconsistent game. And as somebody who plays Smash, I feel you on that, cause there's just moments where you're playing and you're like, why did that happen? And you look around and everybody's like, oh, and you're just like, <laughs> you know, it, you you actually make a very wonderful point that I never thought about, and. The, the reason why, um, and it's it's really, and you know what, I will I will even admit to a certain extent, it does matter about money because, depending on the format. Because, like, Legacy, you are going to need a lot more money. And that's just the way it is, Standard, Legacy. you got to spend a lot of money after a couple months. Yeah. You know it's true. Yeah, but mo Mono Red is very easy to build. <laughs> it is. Okay, okay. Getting away from money. The, getting away from money, though. Because, like, there is... There is a there is a kid who won a an actual legitimate tournament, a legacy tournament, and he played Blue Red Delver, which is actually a fairly expensive deck at like two thousand. His mom and dad probably bought it for him. I don't know. But he actually won. And like mind you, like there are famous players who go to these tournaments, like Tom Ross, L I mean LSV probably doesn't pay play a whole lot anymore, but 
Yeah, but like one the Tom Ross. To be fair, those names are the same as when I drop like, yeah, dude. So we got players like Tweak, we got players like the Buzz, <laughs> yeah. and like my man's like JDCR. Like it's like all three of us don't know each other's games, so like hearing these names mean nothing. But we still spit them out. I think that's funny. <laughs> yeah, but like y you have these, and this was a tournament with like these famous players, and this kid is famous. He's really good at playing Magic, and like you know, it's because and he's like twelve or something. I don't know how old he is exactly, but he's a kid and he won an actual money tournament. Okay, he's creating his own decks, though, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, even then, like it. It's one of those things where I don't know how rich the kid is, but it's one of those things where, you know, like le like I said, legacy is very different from like standard because standard you can easily make a deck for like fifty dollars and win a tournament. You can, and it's I've seen it happen. It's happened before, and it happens multiple times. But like I said, it's also because I haven't had a whole lot of time to explain because magic is very complicated. It's it's got twenty plus years of history and like a whole lot of formats that I haven't even mentioned yet. So it's one of those things where, you know, like, to and I will admit, like, to a certain extent, yeah, you need money to play Magic, but it's not always the determining factor. I've had a hundred dollar bet. I have had a hundred dollar I gotta pull us out. I gotta pull us out of the Matrix. I gotta pull us out of the simulation, bro. We were... Pull the plug, bro. Pull the plug. All right. <laughs> thank, thank you, Ian. No, it's nice. It's nice to get a perspective from something that isn't a video game. Might I say he has full, his opinion has way more validity behind it, considering that the man grinds his ass in fucking magic. I played it for like a year or two and realized it was uh, taking away too much money for me. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what you're saying is. I want to. I just want to. Like, there's, I, I, there's a point I, I, where I, I, I just want to hear a gunshot go off. I want a single limited tournament. I want a single limited tournament. And I wore an Ugin, and after that, I was like, "All right, I'm gonna take my, I'm gonna take my W, and I'm gonna pack up." Yeah, <laughs> you take the, hey, dude, hundred percent win, hundred percent win. <laughs> hey, you know, like, the funny thing too is like, so. Uh, well, go oh, crab. I can't remember what my last point was. One last thing <laughs> to go on, uh, to go on with this card game thing. I'm glad that we got you on Hearthstone a while ago, even though you don't play it now, because yeah. it was interesting to watch you climb Hearthstone. And at first, you were using like a cheaper aggro deck, Hunter, and you yeah. got higher ranked. But then, you were running uh, a little bit more uh, better and pricier decks, where you had you were running pricier cards that you had. Wait, do you to, have to buy the cards on Hearthstone? You had no. to buy the packs. Oh God, oh, son yeah, of a bitch. Sounds like mystery. This sounds like loot draft. boxes. No, you could you could get draft right, and you could win good on draft right. The max I ever spent on Hearthstone was like twenty. Okay, okay, twenty dollars. Oh, how many times have you spent twenty? Yeah, 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 yeah. If I if I pull up your okay, I'm not trying to. I think the most I've ever spent on an online game is probably league. Currently. I'm not. Look, I do not like to shame people that. Pay money for things that they like. I'm oh, dude, I do. The point I'm trying gotcha to games, bro. Bring that ass here. That's hey, hey, the moment that Hearthstone started doing a standard format and moving old sets out was when I was like, "Fuck this!" Because I've spent such a long time and like a good amount of money getting some of these cards, and now they're rotating out of the meta, and I have to play it in the wild format, which allows every single card to be played. So basically, old cards are rotated out, and you have to start buying the new cards. So it's like forcing you to buy that's new like, that, cards. That's a genius. That's smart, genius for the economy. It. I hate it. For the card economy. That's I so smart. But if they allowed you to trade cards, dude, do you know how much 
I would love that if you were able to trade cards with people. Uh, yeah, that would be. That would be nice, kind of sick. I'm kind of surprised yeah, they don't dust do that. Mechanic is stupid, magic. bro. That's the thing I hate about oh, Magic Arena. It takes away <laughs> the magic of magic. The magic of magic. Yeah. It's called the trading card game for a reason. Yeah, that's why we don't call it a TCG anymore. We just call it the CG. <laughs> the BCG buy card game. No, uh, but um, the the I mean, I always think that's kind of it's it's always so interesting to kind of like hear those different perspectives on games because like you know when I'm in my own little bubble, right? I'm on Twitter and almost everything on my Twitter is like Smash. I I did a kind of like a purge of that like a couple it was a few months ago the beginning of this year because i was just getting so sick of seeing the same people tweet the same thing and like like one guy one top player this character is stupid and then like six of my six of the people i follow all tweet retweet that so i get to see that like multiple times on my timeline and it's just like all right i'm gonna unfollow all the people i don't talk to in real life right and that's one thing i do want to say out there if i don't follow you on twitter it's not it's nothing personal i it's a hundred percent. Oh yeah, it's a hundred percent. Well, dude, because he hates your guts, dude. I feel he bad. He saw you follow him. He looked at your profile. He scrolled through your whole timeline. He scanned and he found one guy. tweet. Where's He's the like, thirst pictures? No thirst. You're a guy. Unfollowed. It's like he, he, he saw you tweet about about uh, Falco's up air or something. He was like, he was like, I don't agree with your opinion. Not following. Wait, hold up. This guy posted a tier list. Okay. Okay. Okay, wait. Snake top five unfollows. <laughs> um, but I, I guess uh, kind of going going off of that actually, Chibi K. Mm-hmm. Um, how active are you with the online Tekken community? Not not like you know, I'm not talking about you're in a Discord. Hey, fuzzy, you trying to lab today? Not those type of stupid online communities. Um, that <gasps> Captain Magic. Yo, where'd you get that? I would hella wear that. Whoa! I would 100% wear this. Okay, Ian, hold up. Okay, so there's an anime called Captain Tsubasa, which is just a, an old soccer anime, right? Captain Tsubasa, baby. I watched it in, in Libya, right? And my dad brought me VHSs, back when VHSs were a thing, of the Arabic dubbed version of that show. So I never knew it as Captain Tsubasa. I knew it as Captain Majid. And it's just like, you, it, it, dude, yeah, no. Whenever I see that damn haircut yeah. and that damn Yo, zoom the, in of the dude. Feel the quality on this. Feel that. Whoa. Where'd you get this? All right. Where'd you get that? I copped this shit from Zara. Really? Yeah, dude. Okay, I got to go to Zara, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I won't even be mad at you for buying it because I know that you're a fan of Captain Tsubasa uh, and I don't know anything about it bro <laughs> captain subas is what made me want to play soccer this is the only small though that they got there. <laughs> bro i was at aldo's and they they oh. just barely had my size in a shoe and it was the display case so i had to take oh. that one you know what i want to sorry switching uh stuff chibi K said something fucking great at the fucking grocery store today and i kind of want to this is when we switch oh. topics from video games to some real real, real shit. shit so uh, how did it start? We I was saying uh, perfect. What was it? Wait, what, what? Oh, was it when we were talking about uh, about about women? Yes. Oh yeah. no. So <laughs> oh, <laughs> fastest way to lose an audience. <laughs> no, 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 I'm kidding. No, no, no. I, I trust you guys. I trust you guys. I, I was <laughs> talking about how um, how like ideally I want a woman with who a is 
hat, wagon, and a big heart. What? Okay. I, I, I want a woman who, who knows what she wants, but is still like timid and meek. Bashful. It's bashful, and but can make a decision. What? That, what is that combination? So, so my, my, this is what Chibi K means. Chibi K means a woman who knows what she wants, but is too scared to get it. No, no, no. I, I mean, I mean, she can go. She, she can go get what she wants. She's independent. This like, is she, in but like. What do you mean though? Like, yeah, hold up. I wanna like like a woman who's who's a woman who's not like super aggressive that you know I'm just like I can just kind of chill and vibe with when I'm like so so what you want to eat for dinner? She'll just answer. That's like the perfect woman. That's how I was you're like, never gonna get that, dude. You're never gonna get that. That never exists. Even us, dude. Even us. Hey, Amin, what you trying to eat after the gym, Brand, bro? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we did get this. Yeah, but you make I don't you, know. you make a decision in like five ten minutes, though. You it know, that's fair. Yeah. To an albino moose. It's rare to find. It's out there, but it's rare. <laughs> it's to rare. A, a unicorn. Moose. I mean, I don't know. I, I guess. I guess like. So wait, hold up. What's the conversation gonna link off from that? Like, how do we get to that? Yeah, where, how'd you guys get what that conversation? Were we at the clothing store and? What were we talking about? Actually, you know, this brings up a good point, right? That's and definitely. I respect women. I swear. No, uh, but do you guys? What, what aspect of a person you just met? No. <laughs> what aspect of a person you just met? Man, female, doesn't matter. Um. Uh, do you? I immediately kind of like, like your brain latches onto and then you recognize for me it's i don't know why it's always their clothing and it's their height that's what my brain latches onto because i'll be walking in an area and i'll meet somebody hi i'm so and so blah 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 we're shaking hands we're talking we're communicating right and then i'm turned around and somebody will be like hey i mean do you know where so and so is and then i was like is that the guy in the blue denim or is that the guy in the red like acdc shirt or something right and it's like oh the red acdc shirt and i'm like oh yeah he's a guy who's like kind of tall like that's the way i identify people right hair color i don't think about skin skin color i mean oh i don't see color yes you do know if the guy's Everybody black or knows, not like yeah come on like don't don't lie like <laughs> i hate it i hate dude i hate it when people say what does the guy look like he was black it's like he's black just say it it's like Black. Yeah, black. It's like, what, 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 what's wrong with saying he's black? That's what he is. Black. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> I was looking for at the <laughs> colored man. Oh, come on, dude. Like, <laughs> I think that's even more offensive. I hate when people do that. <laughs> All right, Chibi, what do you what, what, what are you about to say? Yeah, uh, for me, it's posture. Like, like a, me a person's demeanor. Like, it, it, like, it, like it, if like you know, like they they like slouch a lot. You know, like they they, they like have a very timid look about them. Like, if I meet someone and they're dressed, like, a certain way, and, you know, they have a certain, like, demeanor, like, they're, like, very meek and stuff, and I meet them, like, a year later, they could be wearing the exact same clothes, yeah. but if they, like, have a different, like, demeanor, you know, they, like, talk with confidence, now, I wouldn't recognize That's them. exactly, I was literally gonna say demeanor. Like, for example, uh, for example, uh, you, you, you remember, um, from, a. Uh, from a uh, high school, right? I'm not gonna name any names, uh, You can you say know. the name, then we just blurt it out. Yeah, okay, we're about to blurt the name. Which one? Puerto Rican Jiggle Baby. Oh. <laughs> Puerto Rican Jiggle Baby? You know, like, 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 okay, okay, okay. Like, homeboy, homeboy's glowing up. Like, like, I, I'm, I, like, I, I'm, so, I'm so happy for him because, like, he's, like, really been hitting the gym and all that. But, like, 
if I if I didn't like follow him throughout his whole like. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I do remember him. How's I he doing? Him. How's he, he doing? Black, bro. He like, like if, if I didn't follow like his whole like progress, like through, through like uh, social media and stuff like that. And like, I just saw him at the very end and we like met at a grocery store. I don't know if I'd recognize him, man. He's a different person now. He's doing very good. Good. He's in Georgia now. I always, I always yeah. love to see the glow up. You love to see it. You love to see it. Um, so one thing, and it's a little, it's, a, I don't know, it's different because your guys are on the physical. Um, I actually kind of feel the presence that people bring off. The demeanor, the vibes. The I, I, I don't know, because like some people call it energy, and be passing out vibe checks left and right. I hate these terms because it sounds like pseudoscience, Gwyneth Paltrow bullshit. But overall, um. Yeah, I, I just feel like some people give off, like, a certain presence. Like, Chibi feels very warm, so, like, I know when Chibi's around. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. You know, it's like when somebody pees in a pool that's kind of... <laughs> I'm kidding, but... I, 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 mean, how I don't know about that, bro. How many pools you peed in, bro? Man, I just really hope that this date hey, with this girl dude, goes well. I peed in the pool, so she felt a warm presence when I was around her. No, bro, has you, know, you have to answer that question. How many pools have you pissed in, dude? Be honest here. Are you Ian the pool pisser? Come on. Seventeen. No, I'm oh, joking. Shit. No, it's just. <laughs> Yo, that's a new record. That bro. would be insane. No. I think. Hello, I, Guinness. I'm Ian the pool I'd like to. I like to apply for a world record. Yo, um, I can. I can safely say. I can safely say that I've never pissed in a pool once in my life. Hey, I'm guilty, bro. I'm no, 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 no. And the reason why is because when people would pee in the pool, right? Like everybody would have to get out of the pool so they could like sanitize it or something. That's poop. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? That's just that's why. Cause as a kid, that happened once, yeah. and I thought it was cause they peed. No, so my brain was so afraid to piss in the pool, even by mistake, that even when I felt slightly like I needed to pee. Well, no, dude. I just, I just oh. felt like I was gonna be so embarrassed if I peed in the pool as a kid. <laughs> Yeah, I, I never pee in a pool because you know I'm not some kind of fucking troglodyte, you know who can't who can't control their basic body functions, you know. Hey man, I used I used to hold it for whole international flights. I can hold it. In the you pool. held it for international flights? What are you talking? Those are like twelve hour flights. You didn't just piss? Yeah, I used to. I, I'd have to pee really badly, and I'd still go to sleep, and I'd wake up with that full bladder. Dude, that's, that's powerful. I was too afraid to do that. I was, I was. See me. I've always, I've always. Because when I was a kid, I, I, I was just afraid of going to the to the airplane airplane bathroom. So I was like, I'm just gonna hold it the whole flight. If it's a 12 hour flight, it's a 12 hour flight. Actually, here's a good question. What's the longest flight you guys have ever been on? 16 hours. Uh, 16 hours. Not even close. Like. Yeah, you got it. You got experience. You have to. Exp no, no, no. I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. I, I love. I yo, I love. To be honest, I like 16-hour flights. I love 16-hour like, flights, especially if you're in like business class. You know, you got leg room. You're watching movies. Yeah, you know, exactly. you get some nice airplane. Dude, dude. so when I was when I was on my way to Ireland for my sister's wedding, right? It was a long, long 13, 14-hour flight or something, right? And I got I got to sit down. I got to cover up in a blanket. I got that seatbelt tight but loose because I don't want you it know. snug. I sat down and I binge watched 
so many Netflix series and movies, and it was so comfortable because I could pass out whenever I want. I got nowhere to be for 13 hours. I got no obligations for 13 hours. I can just sit there mm. and exist. Dude, and it's great. You know it's what? Good. You know what that is? What? You know why you guys really enjoy those 16-hour fights? Well, that and also was flying coach. no, that and also because your asses are sitting 16 hours playing video games. Yes, outside. sir. <laughs> yes, sir. I'm a programmer. Yeah, I bro. sit down at my job Fem, and I do nothing but you sit. Mean, bro? I sit at I my s- job. Oh, Fem, him, you know what that's dude. called? That's, that's called grinding, Neb. Hey, hey, listen, listen. I, I, my job is to sit down in an office chair. So. So and granted, I've I don't know what's been going on with me this past two weeks. Maybe maybe being help, maybe trying to be healthy has changed me. I can't play like I can't sit down and play video games very long. I really thought I'd be just grinding games lately, but like unless it's at like one a.m., I've been like every day I've been going for jogs. I just like I need to like get out of the house and run. Can't like, relate. <laughs> You're the listen, bro. I'm tr- shit out of every fucking game that you've touched. You just grind the shit out. Fem- of it's because when I was younger, you know, I couldn't really have four games. I had one game on the Xbox 360, and that was Sonic Unleashed. Yeah, not a very good game. That was the only game I had for the first ye- for the first year I had an Xbox 360. So if I wanted to play a game, I had to go online and play free games. Flash games only get you so far. That's Vindictus, true. though. Bless. So then I discovered the world of MMOs. Uh-oh. And yeah, it was grindy, but it was something new. And so I'd hop from MMO to MMO, and I'd grind them all, you know. I'd play them as long as I could. Dungeon Fighter, Vindictus, Where, Dragon's so Nest. Where did you get to sleep? Huh? <laughs> sleep? <laughs> Fam? Listen, Neb, here's what I would do. I would come home from school, okay? I'd oh. come home from school. I would sleep, because I, I, I wasn't going to do my fucking homework. Mm-hmm. I would sleep. And then I would wake up at midnight. And then play games until six or seven a.m. when we I left for school. Oh my god! Do you see any similarities or parallels between learning Tekken and learning music? Of course, because at the end of the day, learning anything is all practice. It's not a bad question. And it's there's a lot of there's a, like the same way you got to memorize combos, you got to mem- memorize patterns on the bass, you know, scales. Is there any bread and butters in music? Because I know nothing about music. Well, you know, there's like certain scales that all that all um, music of certain genres use, like for example, jazz, the walking bass. A walking bass, baby. I think uh, I think a common thing to explain for some of you people that aren't Sorry. music cats, music theory and basic pat. Well, specifically on the guitar and piano to an extent, there are patterns that you can actually follow that you learn in scales and uh, common uh, like chromatic or uh, Dorian scales. You know what I'm talking about, Ian? Chromatic minor, major, Dorian, loratic. Or Loretic, I forgot. Because everybody yeah, here, everybody yeah, here's yeah. taking a dive into the music scene. Besides yeah. me, I've well, never touched. You see, it. the thing is, look, I don't even want to get started about the animation. music scene because um, you can feel music naturally, and you could, uh, you know, make music out of a natural feel. Where like I have a certain feeling in my head, and I want to uh, project it on the piano. So you would go through like hundreds of chords, chord progressions until you find the one, right? That's like the natural feel, right? It, or some would say be, that's also labbing combos. It, exactly. I feel it like this, like, I feel exactly. like I can string this together and then you practice exactly. all the different ones until you find the one that works. But, but you see, but you see natural feel in music doesn't take you too far. It, there, If you're trying to be a producer, um, 
or like you know trying to mix better and all that stuff you have to be able to communicate the universal language in music which is like speaking in chords speaking in notes and having a basic knowledge of how to say oh i would like to have more staccato more vibrato uh add some more you know you know panning and all this shit you have to have the would industry you, okay. language in the, order to progress further and communicate with a wide variety of people instead of the natural feel uh, my question is so what you just said what did you like well, i'd like to have more what what did you say again staccato Yes, staccato. Staccato. Yeah, sure. Okay. Would you say that? Cause like I'm trying to commu- I'm trying to combine these things, right? Cause I'm trying to. Mm-hmm. Cause that's this way I'm thinking of it. Would you say like that universal language is kind of similar within the fighting com- game community when people talk about like okizeme and stuff like that? Yes. If I, I so like it, like, I want more staccato. It's like oh, you gotta work on your oki, bro. Like yeah, you know like like situ like this back to situation awareness. You know like you can get pretty far off of natural feel. Like oh, you know I feel like I sorry Tekken or or music. I'm saying Tekken. Okay. Like, oh, I feel like I can put push buttons here. Or I feel like this is good in this situation. <laughs> I feel situation. like I can slap chords here. <laughs> you know, but like, or like, I feel like it's same like in music and be like, oh, I feel like, you know, if I, like, right there, you know, that'll sound really cool. But, you know, there's certain situations where you can take to the next level by, you know, like, learning, like, more. Labbing. No, because it's like, look, the thing is, if, when you, look... When you hop into, for anybody starting to get into music, when you hop into a studio with a producer and you're a vocalist or you play an instrument, they give you a backtrack and then they tell you, if this, if this is the professional scene, they'll be like, all right, the chord progression is going to be a B minor into a C sharp and then uh, right into, I think we're going to do like something around a D flat into blah, blah, blah. You know, they would just go into that and then. If you don't know what the fuck he's talking about, I, I, I'm not gonna lie. My my brain glazed over when exactly. you were saying all that. I had I mean, no clue what you were talking again, about. Then again, there's people that could just be like, "Hey, play that ba- backtrack for me like twice, three times," and they hear the chord progression. This is the natural guys, and then they understand how it's supposed to sound on their instrument or in their voice, and they just mimic. That's who's an natural. Exa- who's voice. an example of a popular like producer who has that? Would you say is like you just feel like they're natural? Natural. Uh, t- Sorry, I don't want to call you no, out. No, I'm just no, 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 question. no. I mean, uh, anybody that makes, I don't want to say anybody, but majority of trap scene, SoundCloud producers, a lot of the guys that make cheaper beats, because uh, nowadays I don't want to get into the capitalistic thought behind. We can talk about that on a different one. Yeah, that's one. a different that's one. A, that's a fun There's a capitalistic one, yeah. uh, thing that's going on with music where it's you just pump out a shit ton of music and not really put too much thought into it because of the algorithms and shit. But um, if you. An example of like, let's say, um, I I love Metro Boomin, but I I love Metro. <laughs> I was Boomin, about to do, do the thing. Metro Boomin's good. I, I love I, dude, Metro good. Boomin is so good. I've but I've seen videos of him, uh, Kenny Beats as well, where they're working with artists and they don't have to communicate um, chord progressions or anything to artists. They just hear the the track. They make the beat on the spot. The artist makes something up and then that's it. That's how it works. So it doesn't really work on there, but uh, Pharrell is a good example of an artist good that actually Pharrell. uses actual terms. And like when you compare like Pharrell and Metro Boomin, like Metro, like I don't, I don't want to look into the money aspect, but when it comes to respect in the scene and who has been in the scene the longest, Pharrell is there for a reason, right? He's like he's well known in Hollywood. He's well known by everybody. Everybody goes to him for if they want to track. He, I I never realized how Pharrell much he produced. Cause, fucking G. Because some, somebody, I, I was talking with one of my buddies, and he was just like, you, he was like, you do realize like a majority of like the stuff you hear, uh, like there's a good chance that Pharrell produced it. And I was like, what? I was like, for real? For real? And he was like, Pharrell. <laughs> 
fact, here's one thing, Chibi K. I want to kind of continue off that point I was saying before we got distracted and started talking about uh, real stuff, <laughs> which is very. I love those sections, but um. Are you active on the online Tekken community? And by online, I mean, like, are you aware of all the memes that happen on Twitter? Do you converse with people about, like, current metagame? Um, are you aware of all this stuff, and do you, like, follow it consistently? So, when it comes to following online Tekken, I'm, I'm aware of what happening, what happens, you know, like, uh, I'm, I'm watching big streamers, and I follow a lot of them on Twitter. But I'm not part of the actual conversation. I, I like I like to just watch from the outside. I don't like to gotcha. Because because I was gonna say, what's your so the Smash community online is in my opinion horrendous. It's either people making fun of the others, um, a bunch of stuff that happened on Twitter, which I don't even want to get into, or it's people complaining. The Smash community is a heavy heavy complaining community granted it has a lot to do with the age of the average player you know these are younger people that aren't that you know they run into a situation that they haven't dealt with yet and their first thought is this pisses me off i want to get on twitter and yell about it do you see that at all in the tekken community or because it's a more older audience Old ass bros, yeah Old ass people are always going to complain about something you know everybody wants their character buffed everybody wants certain characters nerfed especially when like akuma you know when uh paxton started to become a big thing and Akuma was just tearing through tournaments, you know. There was a lot of complaining. You see a lot of people begging for characters. <laughs> Same in Smash. I was going to actually ask you, which do you think is worse? The Smash community asking for characters <laughs> or the Tekken community yelling at Harada? I would say the Tekken community because they ask for characters and then they don't even play them. <laughs> give us... Give us Lay! Give, give us Lay! Give us Lay! Well, here's Lay. Man, that this dude's too hard. I'm going Fam, back. In like the <laughs> in like the last like six months I've been playing Tekken, I've played against one Lay. Damn. One. He's a hard character. He is really hard. Is he inefficient, would Wait, you do, say? Do I'd say Negan? people do play Negan. People play Negan, he's yeah. Fun. He's fun. He's a character, yeah. <laughs> but uh what makes Lay so hard is like it's like you have all these senses and all these moves. Like, a lot of characters, you can just sit down, you can break them down to, like, fifth, like 10, 15 moves. Like, in majority of situations, I can use one of these moves to get out of this situation or, like, to, like, just win a match. I don't have to look through my character's whole move list most of the time. I can win with these moves. But with Lei, you have to, like dig deep into his, his bag of tools to, like, be successful He was made for lab monsters. Here's my question, then. And you have to use them all to win. Yeah. Here's my question. Mm -hmm. This is going to be a very abstract question. Which instrument would you say is the Lei Wulong of <laughs> instruments, where there's so many different ways you can use it, and you see it? Ha you see a lot of those forms often, I, but some I, no, say it's look, too look, complicated look, look. to learn. What instrument is the Lei Wulong hmm. of instruments? Yeah. Maybe like something complex, something that like combines two different instruments and in like the way it's played. Something maybe something like the accordion. Bagpipes? <laughs> Wait, you say bagpipes? No. No, I was just thinking of a complicated instrument. No, bagpipes are pretty insane, actually. Hey, hey, accordion Accordion's a pretty I think that's good. You have to like piano on the other while also pouring. 
<laughs> no, you know what the Lei Wulong is? What? It's the fucking one man band where they have like all the instruments and they step all like. We can't even. We can't even give an answer. That was like the most perfect answer to the way. Because I was thinking of it. And I was like, I was like. And it's all that, but also on a unicycle. So it's like, oh, and people are like, that's just too inefficient. I just play drums, bro. Like, I didn't expect to give the answer, but like, I didn't, I, it just came to me and I was like, this is perfect. Um, I have one last question uh, to try and connect fighting games and music, right? So here's the one that I have for you guys. And this one should be fun. So something recently came out for League recently came out for magic i believe right it was a change in the meta right they were changing the meta yes how often would you guys say that music and how how does music how is the meta game changed in music and is it is it sing is it si like sing like solely instrument related is it solely genre related what would you guys say is the current meta we live in for music i would say it's 100 percent genre because to a st to a sense, right? But there's some instruments you that have the greatest question. In a sense, it is instruments, yes. But instruments don't really like the bass guitar. The bass guitar doesn't really go out of style, you know. Like, but the way you play the bass guitar that has changed over the years. You know, you know, we started off with like some Motown, you know, like, and then you know, ten years later, you know, we we're at the, you know. Hmm. How many times has slap changed? And slap has changed so many times over the years, you know, like you have so many different slap styles. You got slap meaning you, how you strike. You know, you, you you got you got like Lewis Johnson style slap, you got like Marcus Miller, you, you got Flea, and now we got Thundercat, you know, like there's so I many feel different kind of like, standing next to you. Like like these are Dragon all these are all with, with the bass guitar, which has fundamentally not changed. Like yeah, there's different styles of bass guitars, but at the end of the day, you know. You could do it all on a P bass, you know. I have a so, so that's probably that's the kind of the problem with asking such a specific question is what's the meta in music currently? Because like you said, it's ever changing, right? But my question is like, is there like the way that developers will come out with patch notes and then the game is changed? Is there anything similar to that with the way that like big producers or artists okay. release music and then you're like, well, that's I guess that's the new big okay, thing. Okay, okay, so that 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 makes it more specific because I was about to ask like, what defies as um what is meta? Like meta is basically what is the most optimal, right? Yeah, like to, what to what's OP right yeah, now? What's, yeah, what's crazy? To compete, what is what will give you the most uh like best results, right? Yeah. When it comes to music, dude, I'm, I'm gonna be honest. Like, if you're looking at like pop. That, I think that's the meta. <laughs> like pop, what is going on in pop and how it changes on the daily? Uh, it doesn't change daily, but how it changes is what it's like competitive music. That's pop. <laughs> pop. Pop is competitive music. Every other genre I don't think is competitive, and you can't say one has a meta, but I think people could be creative. Even hip hop? No, not, not even hip hop. Mm, okay. Dude, there's old. Dude. The thing is, right now, hip-hop is considered as pop because everybody can rap, okay? Like, you could be a singer and you can rap as well. So, like, I mentioned this to you guys. You were talking to me about Logic. We were listening yeah, to Logic's how, new like, album. People use rap as more of a musical tool than an actual genre. And how, like, Ariana Grande could sing and then she could rap. Like, 
in her songs. So it's more of a tool nowadays. As opposed it, to like the passionate people. Yeah, the who passionate like, idea behind rap and the poetry behind it and like people actually, you know, conversing in it. But uh, like that's uh, hip hop is a genre. Pop is a genre. Pop is changing. Pop went from rock sound to like uh, from like Avril Lavigne and all that shit, you know, like pop was like rock. And then now it is... Um, it was electronic music for a bit. I think we're still in that a little bit. Electronic kind of moving music. out of that phase more. But now it's more like trap, right? So pop, 808s. Pop is literally, yeah, 808s. Pop is literally the definition of a moving competitive genre. Would you say like meta, pop, pop is the ranked and then you got jazz, which yes. is like normal? Yeah. <laughs> pop is ranked, bro. <laughs> What's up, bro? But, but in like the same sense where you say like, um, like, you know, like how the meta's changing, you know, like I'd say like, like whenever there's that there's that big hype song that takes the radio. That's the patch notes. Like, for example, a few years ago when uh, Animals came out, you know, remember Animals by Martin Garrix? B- big song, you know, big room house. And then immediately after that, what what everybody start making? You know, the meta changed. You know, like a big song comes out that's a style that nobody, maybe everybody else probably could have made it before, but they didn't think of it yet. They didn't think, oh, let me do that. And then someone makes it, and they're like, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. And then everybody does it. In that sense, like, that, I think that's, that's, like the the pa- that's, that's the patch That's the patch notes. That, that's, that's a, I'm, <laughs> sorry, I'm, 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 I'm really happy. I'm, ha- I'm, I'm super happy with, material. yeah, I'm super happy with that, that answer, honestly. That was probably, like, that was the answer I was looking for. It's because, like, I, did, I never considered that it's, like, genres are, like, the different ways you can play the game. And right now, pop's the competitive field. I, lo- I love that answer. All right, Ian, what were you trying to say, bro? The only reason I would say it's unlike a metagame for music is because you can't ban music. It defeats the purpose of what it is, freedom. And on a cheesy note, <laughs> on, I'm just joking. It was good. It was, on, it was good. You <laughs> well, you know, you know what's funny? That's you know what's funny? That's something a middle-aged woman would get tatted on her fucking on his, like, on her, above her ass crack. Yeah, dude. I, no, Ian, Ian. No, it was a good it was quote. Good. Ian, it was a good it was quote. Good. I was actually thinking of ending the stream right there when you not stream the uh, podcast. I thought that was a good way of ending it. Honestly, it is a good way of ending it. <laughs> it's not bad. Here, you know what? You know what? How about how about wait, Chibi K? Are you unplugging everything? He unplugged his base. Oh shit! The sprinklers. Oh shit! The sprinklers. The sprinklers are on. Oh fuck! 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 fuck.